Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A <laughs> fine Saturday morning to you. And to you, sir. Doff my hat to you. Uh-huh. The tip of the hat. <laughs> There's no hat to be Top tipped, Andrew. I forgot it. How's your fine What's Saturdays up? this morning, gents? Feeling good? See, Andy? Yeah. That's my Early. Fault. Good, good. Off Early. to a good start. Uh, this week's uh, edition of Hunger Games Camp is photography. And so they go out to the woods and take pictures of others hunger gaming. Of others... Yes. Other people? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like, okay, so when someone is executed, you go take a picture of the body to verify the kill? Yeah, yeah. that's the that's what it is. That's why we're doing this uh, so early this morning, and I appreciate your patience. Uh, what What is going on in the world of uh, media right now? What have, what have I missed? You week? have missed, and both of you, I understand, have missed Battle at Big Rock. Which I'm surprised. Andy is the biggest fan of, I think, the Jurassic franchise of anyone I know. He's He loves all things dino. And uh, <laughs> earlier this week, there was a short film that dropped on YouTube called Battle at Big Rock. It's a short film that takes place 
uh, in Jurass- the world of Jurassic World, do we call it that? The the, the, the Jurassic cin- world of <laughs> yeah, Jurassic I don't know, the Jurassic world. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> it's like a year after. Uh, so dinos are everywhere in the world. So it's sort of how have how has humanity adapted to living with dinosaurs out there? And it takes place uh, families out camping, uh, sort of RV camping, and uh, some dinos sort of sort of pass through it's a little eight minute short directed by colin trevorrow i don't know why i mean this is it's got the universal logo it's got the jurassic world i mean this is this isn't like a fan short this is official jurassic media so i don't know if this is planting the seed for something more i don't know why this is out there it's it's entertaining but i don't know what it's what it's leading to uh yeah because it's not like the alien shorts that were just basically like fan fiction versions but they were kind of official shorts that people that you know the studio kind of welcomed into the into the universe even though they're not like officially part of the storyline yeah, and that tied into the 40th anniversary of Alien. There was a lot of hype pushing something that, uh, I mean, it, this isn't an anniversary of, well, is it? It's the 20, 26th any anniversary. The I'm sure that means something <laughs> <Yeah>. somewhere. <laughs> and it's it's been a while since Jurassic World. What was it? Was it two years ago that we had the last Jurassic? Uh, was it? I thought it was last year. Oh, was yeah. it? Oh, that's right. Three the first Jurassic ago. World was, it was three years ago but, now. Here's three three years ago, and then was it really last you say year? That was as it? If you're really exhausted, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember much about that except for what big dinos in cages and yeah, and Tommy saying something Lockwood. That's all I remember <laughs> about the the latest Jurassic movie. But uh, that's not any of the characters we've seen before, but it's it's about eight minutes of dino fun. So if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, Sort of reinvigorated my interest in shorts. I'm getting back into my Vimeo channel and uh, there's I forgot there's a whole bunch of great shorts that are out there. So I'm sort of like rediscovering great short filmmaking that uh, sort of one more thing that I don't have time for in my, in my day, but uh, yeah, you, you have time for less of it because they're short. Find a place for like five, six minutes. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there's a better way to say that. Yes, exactly. Yes. (laughs) The only thing I had heard about (laughs) Jurassic this week was the release of the, um, well, it wasn't even this week. It was in the summer when they lost the, launched the, the ride. Uh, the new Universal Studios Hollywood ride, and they started talking about the rumors mm. that um, right. uh, that we would see, you know, Ellie and Alan Grant and and um, you know Ian Malcolm back as characters in the next movie, um, and they would confirm nothing. But oh. Apparently, those okay. those rumors are still alive. And I'm curious that so having not yet watched the the battle at Big Rock, is that what you call it? that what your people call it um that's correct the uh were there any familiar (laughs) characters in it no 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 it's not it's 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 sort of like the alien shorts where it's it's another film sort of in that world but again we're a year down the road uh supposedly um but no it's not like we're visiting any characters this is just uh oh here's this family living in america and this is what happens when dinos sort of stomping dinosaurs sort of stomp into their their campground yeah Odd that it premiered on FX. Oh, it yeah, does. I'm just looking at that online. Oh, I wonder why. Oh. I do enjoy the Jurassic uh, stories. I just love the big dinosaurs. Um, I I still had issues with the latest film, but but I am curious about this one. So I'm definitely going to have to check it out. And uh, okay, yeah, there were dinosaurs. They moved dinosaurs uh, in the basement. That was my quibble. I, <laughs> dinosaurs and dinosaur, dinosaur Vader, the Dino Vader. Honestly, it they moved the the story in a logical progression. Like it makes sense that it's going where it's going. It's that the story itself was illogical, and therefore things fall apart. It's that, uh, and some of the people were there was there yeah. was some general mm-hmm. issues. That they but kept still, Bane in that giant <laughs> cage. It was a weird crossover. Doctor Grant. They put all the dinosaurs in the in the giant, you know, under uh, like the the giant right. uh, prison, prison, the, yeah. the cave that was, prison. That's right. That was the Guardians of the Galaxy prison. Uh, 
It's a very strange set of crossovers. <laughs> have you seen, have you guys seen anything that's in the box office this week? Because there's a lot of stuff that's worth talking about. And I haven't seen any of it. Downton Abbey is uh, uh, something that's out there. I was never a fan of Downton Abbey and I found the whole thing kind of puzzling. Uh, what uh, I, it just was not for me. Uh, Ad Astra is out. Uh, I have not seen that. Rambo Last Blood. Uh, I haven't seen that. That's right up my alley. Uh, last thing I saw, I mean, Hustlers. Has anybody seen Hustlers? Yeah. All of these things are cruising at the box office right now, and I'm very curious yeah. if anybody's seen them. Nothing. Hustlers is supposed to be pretty good. No, I'm, I'm nothing, but I'm irritated because I wanted to go see Ad Astra this weekend, and I want to go see it on the really big screen. So Harkins in the big Seneca Pre Theater, but no, they've got Downton Abbey and mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. First Blood, Last Blood in there playing like last blood was playing like the late show like 10 o'clock and then it's downton abbey all day and i thought nobody wants to see i can understand downton abbey i guess that they want to put a lot of people in one theater but brad pitt in outer space i think that needs to be on a big screen i don't know that downton abbey needs it was a tv show does not need to be on a huge screen why would you see downton abbey in imax right i feel like you're i feel like we're we're treading dangerously close to really <laughs> offending some big fans of Down Abbey. <laughs> your your prize no, 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 no. your prize screen of addiction does not deserve <laughs> no. to be on the big screen is what I just heard. <laughs> yes. I no I on a huge <laughs> screen. I I watched the first season um, and then it was one of those shows that just, I think it was waiting for one season, the next one, and then, uh, getting caught up. And I just, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, the characters were entertaining, but why does it need to be on my super huge screen when I want my, my big sci-fi? Because the queen is coming, screen. Steve. <laughs> They've yes, broken I know. out the good China, Steve. I know. <laughs> this is a whole <laughs> show about China and silver. Yeah, <laughs> it looks really good on the big screen because they used real china for the movie it wasn't just prop they, they did have to de-age the silver though it's all cg all of the flatware is cg it's amazing I, okay now all that hate is going from me to you I, that's great you've taken that all on for me that's I, great uh, i did see uh, a brad pitt interview that was i, I thought was very funny about them uh, Ad Astra, and he says, you know, if you really, really like Star Wars and Star Trek and the Guardians of the Galaxy and big and like space, this is not that movie. This is not the movie for you. Don't go, don't <laughs> no. go see it. This is down Abbey in space. What I'm hearing. Is what, what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping. Go ahead. You know what I? Th- <laughs> you know what I think is strange, uh, and maybe you could help me understand this. So AMC, I'm looking at their their page of movies that are playing now, and now they they mark certain movies as artisan films, which I'm assuming are the ones that they're considering more specialty releases. I don't exactly know <laughs> what that entails because it's not like it's a studio or anything. So Down right. Abbey is considered an artisan film. So is Ad Astra. God, it really is um, down heavy in space. But uh, and then we have the, and then we have Official Secrets and The Goldfinch. Those are all artisan films. Likewise, The Peanut Butter Falcon, Britney Runs a Marathon, yeah. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Ready or Not. Those are what they're calling their artisan films. Does it make you wonder if anybody at I, AMC knows what an artisan is? <laughs> I think that they're just like yeah. just picking, you know. It's like the yes, no, 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 yes, no, 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 no. It's there. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're sitting down with with ten year olds and grandparents, saying, "Does this look interesting to you?" No, it's artisan. Right. That's I. I yeah. don't know. The only thing I've seen is I. I uh, we took our son to see Dora in the Lost City of Gold. Our daughter went and saw it with a friend and loved it. And Steve, of course, already talked about it. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a volleyball tournament we, with uh, about a four-hour window between games. So we're like, eh, let's go. Let's go take Parker to a movie. And uh, we had a great time. A lot of fun with that movie. They did a great job. What an incredible cast they put together. And, yeah, it's one of those movies where I could totally see them kind of continuing a whole line of these family friendly films with these kid explorers it was it was a really fun time so that's definitely worth checking out um you know and i think you could probably sneak in if you don't have kids although people might 
look at you a little suspiciously. I, I appreciate hearing that. We were dubious <laughs> when it came out, when we picked the trailer, I think, early on. It gets it gets a little uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in one part. <laughs> but on the whole, they did a great Is job. Is that a that. bad thing? Yeah. No, I just felt like, okay, they just basically used that story point and just rewrote is it, it. Is it, it the this tapestry film. part? And it's fine. it's fine. I've got to get the tapestries. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've, got, I've gone and got the snippets. My name is Dora. And I'm here with the snippets for the tapestries. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's that's exactly a, that was it. a real turn. Yeah. <laughs> a real turn. Yeah. Real surprise. Right. Like, oh, I didn't right. know she was Scottish or <laughs> right. whatever yeah. it is I'm doing. And there were so many, whatever it is, there were we're, so we're many Nazis in Dora. Harrison it was Ford just raising the number of Nazis. <laughs> hey, have either of you, have either of you gone back to see the, the extended cut of Spider-Man Far From Home? I keep forgetting that that's no, a thing. I, that was the that was they released in theaters <laughs> and then it just dropped no. digitally. And is that, I assume that's the one that's that dropped digitally, right? This week? I'm assuming that I don't know why they That's would hold back would the extended ridiculous. cut, but I'm curious yeah. about like I I've, I knew nobody who actually went and saw the extended cut. So I'm really curious about uh, what changed in that one. I uh, am uh, Sony's Ooh. bank account. So that was pretty much that's what <laughs> that's it. I took that because I, I enjoyed the movie, but it wasn't one that I felt. I don't know. I didn't love it of like more than the other ones. And I didn't know that it needed more to it. I wasn't craving. Oh, I, I need more of this story. I can't wait to see what they're adding. It was. Yeah, I had a really good yeah, time. It was a one time in theaters one for me. I, I yeah, think I, exactly. yeah, I only did that one uh, once. In, no, I did it twice in theaters. I did it twice in theaters. And I enjoyed it both times. I think you're both uh, wet blankets. <laughs> no, I, I, I know okay. I would have enjoyed it a second time had I yeah. gone. Right. But Well, no. I don't know. There's nothing that yes. says anything about extended edition on the, on the, at least on the iTunes release. Just says far from hmm. home at two hours and nine minutes. I don't know how long the extended edition was in the, theatrically. Curses. Two hours, fifteen minutes. Curses. Now they're going to release. Six minutes. Different. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Is it in the? It should be in the extras section. If well, you've I'm looking at it. It says uh, what you get is it. a class yearbook, an iTunes yeah. exclusive on the cast, Peter's to do list, an all new short film, a gag reel, deleted scenes, <laughs> deep dive featurettes on everything from Mysterio to Peter's tingle. And much, much more. You know, they're probably still yeah. waiting to it's, see. It's uh, still, it may still be out there yeah, in theaters. It is and, still in theaters, so that's probably it. They're waiting yeah. until more people see this, and then yeah, they'll probably no. just well, drop it wait. in there. I'm going to wait. Yeah. All right, Steve. I, I don't think we had anyone uh, with any A24s or Red Bands, so... Oh, okay. That's right. So I, it's first yeah, come, you, first you serve on the one, one who was like, I'm going right away. This I'd like to trailer. pick my trailer that's for three weeks from now. Okay. Um, <laughs> sure. My trailer. I w- <laughs> Pete, I don't know if you looked into anything about this movie. Cube! Director Vincenzo oh, Natale. Oh, Ooh. my goodness. Directed this one. Yes. So this is In the Tall Grass. It's another closed space thriller. You've got people that walk into a field of tall grass and they can't get out. It's uh, it, it, the, the whole setup is that there's this family. I guess they're stopped in a park. I don't know. In a parking lot near a large field, they hear boys cry for help and they go into the grass and start discovering there's other people that have been stuck and trapped out here in this grass. It's based on a novella uh, written by Stephen King and his son, Joe Hill. Uh, Looks like a simple story. I'm intrigued by what's going on in the grass. Uh, It's straight to Netflix uh, or it's a Netflix original, I guess, uh, being released October 4th. So priming the pump for Halloween. I always enjoy Stephen King's shorter work. And uh, this one just looks like a lot of fun. And knowing that uh, Mr. Natale is working sort of, I think, in his wheelhouse there of let's keep people can find it. I can keep you entertained and out of the edge of your seat. I'm really looking forward to this one. My wife and I have, uh, you know, we carpool together and we've been listening to audiobooks and uh, I've been doing Stephen King books. And um, then I just decided, you know what we should do? Let's let's listen to all the audiobooks of all Stephen King's books and we'll watch all the movies too. So... We we what? started. <laughs> that doesn't that, right, that yeah. One more, one more. Is there a way to be me. a completionist? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we started with the uh, the uh, dubious starting place of cell. Oh. 
because because oh, it was available okay. in my audiobook selection. So we listened to right. it, which was, you know, an entertaining enough book. Yeah. The movie was terrible. Yeah. We just watched that last night. Um, but I really do enjoy Stephen King, and I think it's tricky yeah. to adapt his work. I think, uh, you know, it's uh, there are probably going to be more difficult films to sit through than really great ones. But um, I'm always curious about them, and I do enjoy the way he writes. And I haven't heard of this story, but it's funny because as soon as I started watching the trailer, I'm like, this feels very Stephen King. And I know Netflix has kind of this thing going on with some of the Stephen King short story adaptations or just story adaptations in general. And so I said that, and then it said, you know, based on the short story by Stephen King, I'm like, oh, of course, I was totally right on the money there. Um, so this this feels like it's going to be something that's right in my wheelhouse. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I I, I do too. I mean, I actually found myself really. I th- I think it's really compelling. I I love that they're working together. It, it reminds me of my favorite name joke, which is that Joe Hill isn't going by his father's last name, uh, and apparently that was he was still joking when he went to college with a friend of mine at Vassar. And I find that fantastic. Well played, Stephen King. I should have named my children like Wheel. Wheelwright, Wheel and Wayne. Oh, man. That is a massive missed opportunity. Uh, I I think that uh, this, I found this, uh, it, it looks spooky. It had a similar vibe to uh, The Ruins, which is a deep, guilty, guilty pleasure of mine. I know nobody else likes that movie. It's a fun, I enjoyed I that movie. It was great. A lot of fun. And, and I had, I read oh. the book and I thought it was all very, very spooky. Talking plants. Oh, yeah. I like that. I'm all in. So uh, I, this, this, Definitely fit. It also happens to be a field that looks like a field that's right by my house, like where it tilts up and there's that old church. I have that church and it's like two minutes down the road. And now I can't go there anymore, which is really sad because there's a good pokey stop like Jim there. And now I can't, I can't go there anymore. Um, uh, I, this, I think it looks great. And of course, uh, Steve, a great callback to the cube or to cube because it's huge win, huge win. Oh yeah. Mm. Andy, I'm sorry. I'm just waiting for one weekend. You're going to be like, you know, I went shopping, grocery shopping with my wife and I was looking at the aisles and I thought, you know, gosh, I just got, we're going to go through this store just aisle by aisle and just work our way through. Every product. Try every single thing on the shelves. (laughs) Then we're going to launch a website so I can write a review. This this pasta Uh, is 3.5 with quibbles. I'm going to rank every item that this store has. (laughs) Food journey with Andy Nelson. Oh, somebody please put me out of my misery if I get to that point. (laughs) He's got quibbles with the mac and cheese. But it's still five stars. (laughs) Uh, Too long. We've been doing this too long. All right, Andy. Uh, For my trailer, I picked one that's, it's a trailer that's actually a few weeks old. um, And for some reason, we've just kind of missed it. And I had seen that it was out there. I just hadn't watched it. And I don't know why, because I've always been fascinated by Harriet Tubman and the Underground Railroad. Um, It's just one of those stories that you start learning about in elementary school. And you read those like little, you know, 25 page, you know, biographies that you get as a fourth grader or whatever to learn about these people. And I just found the whole idea of this, this way to kind of help slaves escape slavery to be really interesting. And and Harriet Tubman kind of um, leading the charge with this thing. I always found it fascinating. I don't know why it's taken so long to, to get a film made and who knows, maybe there is one that's been made a while ago, but in recent days, it seems like the perfect sort of story to make. You've got this, this, uh, powerful woman figure, um, who was a slave and is free. And now she's going back in to free more slaves. I think it's a fascinating story, and it's a perfect story for our time. The fact that you have Casey Lemons directing this, I am right in there. Casey Lemons directed uh, one film that I think is one of the greatest um, of the 90s, Eve's Bayou. I just think that's just a beautiful, powerful film that I've always loved. And, um, and I mean, The Caveman's Valentine was a really interesting one. I haven't seen um, the two films she did between that and Harriet, but I find her to be a really interesting storyteller, very compelling with her filmmaking style. And seeing this story, uh, Cynthia Erivo is playing Harriet, Leslie Odom Jr. is in there. Um, and 
I, I'm really curious to see what they're going to do with this story and how they're going to tell it. So, um, Harriet, that's my film. What do you guys think of the trailer? Are you Aaron Burr, sir? Oh, <laughs> forget it. <laughs> I am so into this movie. How, how did you, so right. How did it take so long to get this movie, right? this story made on the big screen? I was looking for title matches and there is a 2013 short called the Harriet Tubman sex tape. I don't think it's related. <laughs> No. Um, and of course, there are all of the uh, uh, the hit uh, early adaptations of the story. Harriet the Spy, Harriet the Spy Blog Wars. I'm sure those are connected somehow, too. Uh, no, I'm super into this story. It looks absolutely fantastic. And I love that they even show in the trailer the classic uh, photo session. with the, the, I mean, it's just her sitting in the chair, that the, the picture we all know so well. Uh, I think it looks really uh, terrific, just terrific. I, I cannot believe uh, what incredible. I, with uh, Cynthia Erivo as, or Erivo, Erivo, Erivo. Yeah, I'm going to get that wrong. Anyway, she just looks so, so good. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm 100% bought into her character from the trailer alone. So I, I can't wait to see this. It's uh, Andy. You're on a roll with trailers of like, how has this biopic not been made before <laughs> yeah, about this right, woman right. after last week's uh, um, was Madame Curie right. film? So, yeah, this looks like yeah, I always struggle with with biopics because do we have are we how much do we have to fictionalize to make this entertaining and dramatic uh, to keep us interested in the story? But I think there's a, definitely enough material here to, for a compelling story. And I. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't seen this before, and I'm very excited about this one. When's this one uh, hitting theaters? Well, it just uh, premiered at this? the Toronto uh, International Film Festival oh, okay. um, a few, I think, 11 days ago, September 10th, um, up at TIFF. Uh, it's going to have its theatrical release here in the U.S. November 1st. And so I, I don't know. Uh, well, it, it does have, let's see, then U.K., November 22nd. And then the rest of the uh, places around the world are all starting in January and February next year. So uh, it'll okay. take its time uh, to get out there. But I think once it starts spreading out there, it'll it'll find more oh, yeah. uh, homes. All right, Pete. Uh, I I love... The I, I just love this sort of new batch of of action movies where these incredible strong women characters go crazy. And uh, was a huge fan of Atomic Blonde and What Happened to Monday and uh, uh, just these these great movies where with these strong action protagonists, these strong women action protagonists. And and I have one that is coming. And I I don't know what to make of it. I feel like I need to set my, set my expectations very, very low uh, because it, it's the, the problem is it's one of those movies that is like, it's got the perfect cast. It's got an incredible cast and uh, it, it's got a great story. It's based on a novel that is apparently pretty good. And, um, and, and that's just all of the right ingredients for like making a movie that like only Pete likes. Again. <laughs> Probably a trailer that nobody really likes. I'm talking about the rhythm section. Uh, it is a British American action thriller directed by Reed Morano and uh, written by Mark Burnell based on his own novel. It stars Blake Lively and Jude Law at the um, at the top of the cast, but we've also got Sterling K. Brown and Max Casella and Daniel Mays and Jeff Bell and Richard Drake and Jeffrey Raza and Tafik Barhom. And uh, it is a story of a woman whose family is killed. And so she takes on the identity of a uh, an assassin in order to make her way into uh, the uh, underworld to seek vengeance on those who uh, blew up her family on a plane. And uh, I got to tell you, I think that uh, Blake Lively looks great in this movie. I am also intrigued that this is produced by Barbara Broccoli and Michael Wilson. This is uh, this is a um, this is a, a, a lady, Lady James Bond. Maybe. I, I don't know what to make of that because I hear that they're actually doing that with James <laughs> Bond. So, but, but I like the idea that they're, uh, they're uh, branching out some more with something that's going to have a little bit of a bigger uh, release. I'm excited about the cast and the people and uh, I'm, I, the trailer I found really, uh, I, I thought it was excellent. I thought it, it, it had me. It had me. All right. It had you at hello. 
It had me at, at yes. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I I didn't watch this the first time. It was called Peppermint with Jennifer Garner. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to watch it again there this you time. Go. No, now, <laughs> come on, Th- those were uh, so, uh, those were absolutely different <laughs> different caliber tone texture of trailers. Peppermint and the rhythm oh, section. Oh. Come on. Okay, so okay, so sorry, so the, so I I didn't get so much a Bond feel as like a Jason Bourne yeah, type yeah. of thing because I because. And this, because I was intrigued when it said based on a novel. And so there's a whole series. So there's a potential, you know, for this, you know, for sequels. There's, I guess, four four books in the series. Uh, but what I read on Goodreads about the first book, the rhythm section, is that it seems like she's recruited by the CIA, where the trailer makes it seem like she tracked somebody down to help her. And I don't know... Many housewives who just turn into a badass like Blake Lively looks in this movie. And so my biggest stumbling block is if you're going to take an ordinary person, you can't turn them into Jason Bourne. With Die Hard, we had Bruce Willis. He was a cop. So we had a foundation. And what I'm missing here is what is the foundation that her skills are built on? Because that's that's my biggest hurdle for the story to get over. It, it looks like it's going to be interesting and fun. And it has a, has a great cast. I As I was doing my research, though, I did stumble across some release information that said it was scheduled to be released February 2019 was moved to November 2019 and then pushed back into January. Yeah, I know Ooh. that doesn't that, that doesn't yeah it's, yeah. A, it's current I release know. date is January 31st uh, yeah so so but it, it has it looks like it has all the pieces but I just don't know how well that was executed you see on. what I mean I, I am right to yeah. set my expectations <laughs> low this is why I bring yes, this face to this property yes <laughs> yeah you you brought up um peppermint i my my immediate comparison was american assassin the quickly forgotten film that uh, had taylor kitsch in basically the same situation who then (laughs) he pairs up with michael keaton instead of jude law to kind of have his training and so that he can get back at the jihadists who killed his wife and a bunch of other people yeah no curses you guys it doesn't mean i'm not interested in it i i think the fact that reed morano is directing it um makes me more curious about it she's uh you know started as a cinematographer on films like frozen river and then moved into directing stuff like the handmaid some of the episodes of the handmaid's tale so i think there's some interesting uh potential that she has uh bringing this story to light i don't know if i can say i'm hopeful based on the trailer but i'm intrigued i will give you that pete yeah all right. Well, I'll take intrigued. I'll take quibbles. <laughs> I really like Blake Lively. Oh, I, 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 uh, I think she's just fantastic. Yeah. And so I'm hopeful that this is uh, that this sets her up more as a uh, Charlie's Throne and less as a peppermint. <laughs> Here's hoping. I don't know, man. Let's do uh, let's do lists. Okay, so this week on the show, we are talking about Robin Hood Men in Tights. We're men in tights. And so for that, we put up on the poll, we had the options parodies, non-musicals with a musical number, or breaking the fourth wall. And uh, the listeners definitely went for breaking the fourth wall. So that is what we are talking about on our lists today breaking the fourth wall and before we begin i thought i would uh, give a little history on breaking the fourth wall because i thought it's pretty interesting i need a school time with andy songs cinematic breaking the fourth wall (laughs) i and i am feel pretty positive that none of these will actually be steals from anyone's list the earliest recorded breaking of the fourth wall in as wikipedia says in serious cinema was in mary mclean's revolutionary 1918 silent film men who have made love to me steal <laughs> in which the enigmatic authoress who portrays herself interrupts the vignettes on screen to address the audience directly also in 1918, wow. A Dog's Life, written, directed, and starring Charlie Chaplin after finding a wall with money in it. The Tramp, his most famous character, looks right at the audience with his signature eyebrow raised. And then, of course, it became a regular staple of um, um, Hardy, of the Laurel and Hardy films. Um, Groucho Marx would do it in you know a lot of the, the uh, Marx Brothers films. And it's just kind of gone on from there. It's all over the place, breaking of the fourth wall. Um, so with that, I guess, Steve, you're kicking it off. That's right. 
All right. I sort of alluded in Discord to the fact that this was going to be my steal free list. We will see. I, I, because there was a, I did my regular search and came up with a lot of the same ones that, you know, are out there that are high on everybody's radar. So I wanted to dig really deep into some films that people probably haven't seen or maybe haven't seen in a really long time. And I'm going to start with, oh, just one of my favorites. Uh, it's one that occasionally will show up on Hulu and Netflix if you uh, if you keep an eye out for it. This is um, 24 Hour Party People, which is the story of Tony Wilson, who was a journalist and uh, got into the whole music scene in England in the early 80s. And there's a scene where he's in a, a nightclub and his, his wife has just caught him with another woman in a van. And so he's going to try to find her. And she is in the men's restroom with Howard DeVoto and he catches her there and as Tony's walking out, we pass a man who's in the restroom and he looks at the camera and says, I honestly don't remember this happening. Frame freezes and we hear Tony uh, played by Steve Coogan say, this is the actual real Howard DeVoto. So for me, this is not only breaking the fourth wall by having a character address the audience, but actually now we're casting an actual person of the true story within the movie. Because there is a lot of just typical fourth wall with Tony addressing the audience through the camera, but this one broke it in a completely different way by having a story that's based in reality have one of the actual people commenting on what's going on in the movie. That's my first breaking the fourth wall. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. What? I know. Oh my gosh. I heard of it. Michael Winterbottom. Oh, great music. If you if you're a fan of, you know, alternative music from the early eighties, I mean oh, gosh. Yeah. Totally, totally missed it. <laughs> I feel like that's that should be higher oh my on gosh. my list. I've heard about Lenny that James. one. For some right. reason it's never interested me. I don't know why, but um I don't know. Maybe one day I'll get around to it. <laughs> All right. Wow, what an incredible cast. Okay, for, for my yes. first one, I am Jumping back to 1969 with uh, a James Bond movie. Steel. It's one a lot oh, of people yeah. uh, poo-poo, yeah. if I may <laughs> say. But I think it's actually a pretty enjoyable movie. On Her Majesty's Secret Service. The one entry with George Lazenby. I think it's actually a, 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 a nice <laughs> giant James Bond film. I, I have a good time with this one. And I love the beginning. You get the the first fight and then... He's having a hard time in the fight, and and he gets up and he looks at the camera and says, "This never happened to the other fellow." <laughs> Before he kind of continues, <laughs> it's the only time that happens in the movie and in the entire run of James Bond films. It was an interesting way to kind of introduce the fact that they had cast a new person to play the character of James Bond, and it's it's kind of cheeky. It's a little silly, I suppose, in in the scope of all the James Bond movies, but I think it allowed the franchise to set up the idea that periodically there are going to be actor changes. So I enjoy it on her majesty's secret service. There you go. Well, I, uh, yeah, that was a steal. That's frustrating because my list is not very long. So, uh, I'm, I hope I don't get stolen again. That would be unfortunate. So then what are you uh, kicking it off with? I'm kicking it off with, uh, you know, it's a, it's a movie, uh, that I really liked and I think it should have been, talked about more it is uh jean-claude jean-claude van damme in jcvd <laughs> which <laughs> i really enjoyed and the uh the breaking the fourth wall bit there is a sequence where he stops in the middle of a scene and he lifts up into the rafters you see the the like you see the glee lights and everything in the set like it's totally goes away from the set there's like this nine minute rant uh, about how he's achieved nothing and he starts crying. It's like, it's like him, it's him. It's, it's him talking to us about his career and how terrible he feels about the fact that he has all this and he's, an, he's like a non-contributing zero in the world. He's just a guy who spent 20 years doing, uh, you know, practicing karate and what business does he have having all of these things, you know? Um, it, it, they, he says, it's so stupid to kill people. They're so beautiful. And I just, you know, there's something about the, the, there's just a lot of purity in this. And I think weirdly, uh, this not, this nine minutes is, is some of his best, most authentic work on film <laughs> in terms of his career. He's a lot of fun in, in, in his, um, movies, but I, I feel like this is, uh, this, this showcased a different kind of, uh, different kind of authenticity in the guy. And I really liked it. So 
JCVD. I have not seen that one. Oh, it's it's been a while. It's a lot of fun. Yes. If if you were a fan of his work in the late 80s and the 90s, yeah, yeah you'll have a good time with yep. that one. All right, another another deep deep cut. This is a film that I I watched because I was intrigued by the challenge of the entire premise of this movie. Uh back in, oh geez, it's 2010. Um but early on in this movie about a killer tire, a car pulls up, the police officer exits the trunk of the exits the trunk of the car and addresses the audience talking about why things happen in movies, and he has this whole philosophy of no reason uh, that links all of the great masterpieces of cinema together, that things happen in these movies for no reason, and that's what we should should expect with this. He then gets back in the car, they drive off, then we pan to the right, and there's a group of people there with binoculars staring off into the distance as if they are going to be watching the movie, because one of them asks, is this going to be in black and white or color? It's a truly odd movie. Uh, not for everybody, but this was, again, another unique way, not only in addressing the audience, but having characters within the film know that they are watching the film that we are about to see, I guess. I don't know. But that's uh, 2010's Rubber. Another one I've uh, never seen. Another one I've never seen. <laughs> did, did, you ever, did you ever see the trailer for I never, it? I never Andy, saw you, the trailer, you, but you I, never... I'd heard of it. Okay. It sounded like an odd movie. And so uh, it was one of those <laughs> that was on my radar movie. to watch. And I think I had it on my Netflix queue for a while. I just never ended up watching yeah. it. Yeah. It's it's not necessarily the most entertaining thing. I mean, it's the oddest thing you will probably see. I It did come up in my search and I thought, oh. Then yeah. you wrote, I, actually, I sort of predicted you would have it because then you wrote that you have a steel-proof <laughs> list. I was like, oh, well, that's on it. <laughs> For my next right, one, it, right. it's entirely possible that this is a steal because it's a great film, and I guarantee you both have seen it. Uh, this uh, is steal. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is it Disney? Is it a Disney film? It doesn't take place Disney in a courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, the brilliant, brilliant uh, story that Adam McKay put together in 2015 called "The Big Short." In which we uh, learn all about the uh, the economy crumbling with the the housing crisis and why, and just a brilliant film. The way it's all put together, I just found incredibly fascinating. And I, I don't think he quite did as well when he did Vice, but I just loved what he did here, particularly when he brought out celebrities. <laughs> To explain to us uh, how things actually worked. For example, he has Anthony Bourdain talk uh, about CDOs and comparing them to seafood stew. And he's he's directly looking into the camera explaining this for us. Or even better, we have Margot Robbie in the bathtub. <laughs> because why not? Is Margot Robbie in a bathtub, in a bubble bath? So it's just, it's just a beautiful use of of not just kind of getting these things explained. But doing it in a fun way and also kind of uh, poking fun at audiences for, you know, this is what you need to actually hear somebody talking about this. And for me, it worked brilliantly. So that's my second choice, The Big Short. Oh, I'm so relieved that's not a steal. I Uh, totally thought that would be. But I'm glad it wasn't. Almost. But it's so perfect. It's it's great. It is. Um, All right. My next one is I'm actually surprised I made it to round two that this hasn't been picked also. Uh, it, it is, it, it's, it's just one of those things where, you know, you, you're used to breaking the fourth wall as a comedic device. And then you see it on screen as a dramatic device. And it just like, it blew me away. Uh, and that is the, the final uh, monologue, the final speech of uh, the good uh, Henry Hill, played by Ray Liotta in Goodfellas. He's in on the stand, and he's he's um, uh, in court, and he's just named his uh, co-conspirators uh, in the courtroom. And then he stands up and looks at the camera and starts walking towards you. And uh, it is, uh, I actually found it adds a lot of um, sort of heart and drama to the the craziness of the entire story, and uh, leads us straight to that final shot where he is, you know, walks out of his witness protection house uh, and gets the paper, and his hair's all crazy, and and it, his voiceover kind of continues, and 
I just, uh, you know, everything was for the taking and now it's all over as the movie ends. And I just think that is, it was just brilliant, an incredible use, uh, an innovative use of breaking the fourth wall in a, in a, a drama that um, I think worked really, really well. Goodfellas. Great movie. That was one of my backups. Great and, uh, movie. Yeah, it was absolutely one that I was hoping would get on the list because it's yeah. it's a perfect example of uh, of using fourth wall like that. So, yeah, it's it's one that I haven't seen that in such a long time. I actually had forgotten about that part of the film until it showed up in one of the lists, and I thought, gosh, I don't I don't remember. I remember bits and pieces of this film. I needed to put that back for a good revisit because I'd forgotten about that ending. Yeah. Um, all right, so your your last my one, final yeah. one. Is is also uh, occurs at the end of a film, and this is a film that I I want more and more people to see, and so I will always use an excuse to bring this one up. Um, Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer at the end of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, after they have solved the crime and everything, they Robert Downey Jr. is sitting there telling us, you know, sort of the the recap of everything, and Val Kilmer, Kilmer strolls in and says, you know, hey, for everybody out there in the Midwest, you know, sorry we said the F word so much, and they're they're commenting on the movie itself, but again, a direct address to the camera. Uh, Shane Black, I really just have a great time with this film, um, so that's my that's why I'm going to close off my list. And well, where, great, where would we be if we didn't have yeah. you picking something that we've discussed on the show before? That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Not a steal for me, Andy. This yeah. is my last chance. No. Do I make it through? I I feel like you will. I think you'll be okay. Okay. Um, although I know you've seen this movie too. <laughs> nice. I love this movie. This is my final pick. And it's the top of my list. <laughs> Tangled. <laughs> no, this is the uh French film Amelie. Uh I love this character. I love the, her story. Just the way the story is told is just one of the most magical things ever. In this particular moment, she's in a movie theater, and for the bulk of the film, we have a narrator kind of talking us through it. But in this particular moment, as she's watching the movie and the narrator kind of talks about why she goes to these movies, she then looks at us and breaks the fourth wall and talks about you know why she likes particular movies and what she likes to notice about uh, people in them and everything. So it's a really cute thing, and it fits perfectly with the way the story is being told. Um, so that's my final pick, Amelie. Ah, not a steal, but great yeah. pick. Well, yeah. Then I'm I'm excited to yeah. see where you're going to go. Then uh, my I, I I have to give a caveat here. This is the perfect opportunity, Pete, for you to finally absolve yourself of a of a list crime you've been committing for a long time. So that's all I'm going to say. What? Let's Wait see if minute. you absolve what? your crime. No, I have to at least know what it is. I know. I can't say. I can't say until you've said. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm very confused. <laughs> I, I feel like, uh, yeah, I'm very confused and my anxiety is peaking and this is not <laughs> not a good uh, recipe. I, I will tell you then that my uh, final pick comes from 2007. Uh, it stars Naomi Watts and Tim Roth and uh, uh, Michael Pitt. What is the, you're shaking your head. All I'm going to say, Pete, is you had a, an uh, what should I say? Not quite an order, but it was it was something that you had committed to. To put Woody oh. Allen on your list every time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And uh, I, that was the something. Who, who committed to that? Right here. Who committed it? I know. And you know I what? I thought about that last you. night. I thought about that last night as I'm making my list. And I thought, who's the one who committed to that? You guys committed to that for me on my behalf. I didn't commit to that. I didn't commit to that. All right. Anyway. All right. Go ahead. Two uh, uh, psychopathic young men take a family hostage in their cabin in Michael Haneke's uh, Funny Games 2007. Uh, and this is, um, uh, you know, it's uh, if you're not into the home invasion kind of thing <laughs> and kidnapping and uh, uh, brutality, this is not your film. But we do have some breaking the fourth wall and it's used in, to incredible effect. Uh, in this movie. I really like it. Uh, uh, the way they use it. First of all, uh, you know, Michael Pitt turns to the camera and, you know, after talking about how like this is going to be a, I, I'll bet you're going to be dead. Uh, and then he'll turn to the camera and say, you're on their side, aren't you? <laughs> aren't you? <laughs> you know, I just think it's used really well. And at, at one point, um, you know, they, they actually look at the camera and after, um, 
you know, Naomi Watts has their way with one of them. They look at the camera and said, and, and essentially take a do over and they rewind the film and do it again. And I think that's a, a really clever way to, uh, to use the, the fourth wall and the artifice of film uh, to actually move the story in new directions. So uh, really clever use of the technique in, uh, in uh, 2007 Funny Games. I will agree there, although I've only seen the original yeah. Funny Games. I never saw the um, this American uh, the remake. Yeah. But, but certainly, um, it is pretty much the same in that one. Pretty, uh, yep. uh, you know, it's, it's a difficult film to watch. Definitely not for everybody. Yep, definitely. Yeah. I think it's if you see one, you don't want to see the other because you don't want to put yourself yeah, together. Right. I saw the 97 one also and thought, well, he remade the, he originally wanted to make it in America and couldn't get the financing or funding. So he did that when he did. I thought, well, that's great. You did what you wanted to do. Now you're doing it for American audiences. You're going to do the exact same thing. Yeah. I don't need to put myself exactly. through that experience. I, I have actually haven't no. seen the original one. So. Well, you already have. It's the it's just, yeah. <laughs> you've seen it without subtitles. Yeah. That's okay. what you've done. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It, it's. Uh, yeah. It's not my kind of movie for sure, but it is one of no. the first things that that came up to that came up oh, in my sure. mind when we talked about yeah. this. And I think it's really interesting. It's one of the funny things when we talked about this list, and when Andy posted in the, in the community last night uh, that it's breaking the fourth wall. It is, and the first response is one of my favorite comedic tropes. And I'm I'm looking at this and saying, where are the comedies? the straight comedies that use yeah. us on our list. I mean, you can get away with Amelie maybe and um, uh, funny games, not a comedy. No, no. Um, Goodfellas. Yeah. I have no comedies. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Um, well, if no, you put it's Annie easy. Hall on your think, list, then, yeah. <laughs> then you would have been in the right. <laughs> I, but I would say just, just as some backups, just to call out some other ones, Wayne's World, that there's a comedy right yep. there. Deadpool, yeah. which I'm surprised yep. you didn't have considering your whole thing with Ryan Reynolds yeah. and his wife today, Pete. Um, yeah. Spaceballs, uh, Ferris, Ferris Bueller. Bueller, High Fidelity, um, yeah. and then yeah. non-comedy, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, so I, many, so many. I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel like Steve, your point is exactly that. In the back of my mind, I was like, well, comedy, it's too easy. You know, mm -hmm. where have we yeah. seen yeah. this technique used in, in, um, in ways where it, it likely wouldn't fit, and yet they somehow make it right. fit. And that, that was the, the right. interesting challenge, I think, for me to, to find. I think the Big Short is, is probably the best example like yeah. of, of using not just using it as a as a you know an interesting way to to kind of uh, divert audience attention for a little bit but to right, right. really educate I, I think it's an amazing example this is a great list i i now have to go see rubber and 24-hour <laughs> party people for sure but, indeed okay. yeah i think i think you like 24-hour party people rubber is not it's it Not doesn't live everyone. up to the it's, hype of its uh, odd logline. <laughs> it's it's an odd film. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. Yeah. But 24-Hour Party People, I love dearly. And that's, uh, I mean, it's a great cast. And it's a, the subject matter is, is very close and dear to my heart. I mean, it, you've got the whole, you know, Joy Division, New Order, that Manchester music scene that grew up with that stuff. So. Man, I, I don't know how I missed yeah. it. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay, so next week we are closing our Robin Hood series with Ridley Scott's 2010 Robin Hood. What, pray tell, do we want to put on our list? Mm. I feel like epics is too broad. Um, origin stories we could certainly throw in there. Have we not done origin stories? I have, you know, I'm sure we've Who put knows? it on a list before. I, I just don't know if people picked it. I can't remember anymore. We need a, a, a database. Yeah. Somebody needs to start up a, a wiki for us. A wiki. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. We're a mess. It may have been an option, but I don't know that we've, we've done that, but it, it's been what, two years yeah. of sat, Matt. So I don't. Well, uh, we could, you know, we could do it like epic fables, yeah. right? Like it, in terms of Ooh. taking a, 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 a fable and making it an epic film. Good God, are there that many? <laughs> well, I don't know, Andy. I'm just spitballing here, man. Can I think of a single thing? Did Woody Allen do an epic fable? I don't know. Should we put epic fables on the list? And I triple dog dare you. Yes, triple dog. All right. That's a... And I think you can do... We can do origin stories because I don't know that we've done that recently. What about battles on the beach? Beach battles. Battles on the beach. Hmm. Beach battles, okay. Anything... 
Andy, are you in the IMDb keywords? Is that where you no, are? No, I'm just, I'm just thinking of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Exactly. <laughs> Battles involving I'm actually sand. going to IMDb to yes. add it if it's not That's there. That's right. I'm make sure it's there. <laughs> that absolutely has to be there. Beach battles. We should do... <laughs> this is a nonsense. We're not doing this. But movies with the shell game. <laughs> shell game movies. <laughs> Uh, we could do Magna Carta movies. Um, uh, movies with with how about how about this is a, I don't know what we'd call this, but he replaces uh, he pretends to be somebody that he's not. He okay. takes he takes not over mistaken take, identity, taken but... over somebody else's I oh, stolen, stolen identity. identity. Yeah, stolen identities. Yeah. So oh, we do I like that one? stolen identity movies. Okay. Stolen oh, identity beach battles. Yeah. Oh, the uh the IMDB keywords are really rich here. That's not, um, yeah. uh refusing bit to pay taxes. How about throwing throwing water on someone? Ooh. <laughs> Reference to prodigal <laughs> son. Trope. Blind person reads face. Uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> There's a list for you. That could be the one yep. for you. Blind right person there. reading, <laughs> reading your face. face. Um, wow. Stabbed with a dagger, burning a document. Uh, how about, this is not how a about secret, yeah. Uh, yeah. secret Stole- documents hidden under like, uh, you know, a, a stone in the floor? Well, you, oh, is that on IMDb? Clever, cleverly hidden documents. Does it have to be stone in the floor? It doesn't have to be. I like cleverly hidden documents. <laughs> okay. Documents. Cleverly hidden documents. We got to right. go with that. Okay. This is the most nonsensical set of yeah. options we have here. But well, it's, it's, it's nine fun. movies. It's fun. A yeah, hundred years. Yeah. Okay. Done. So what are we getting rid of? Because now we have five. Epic fables, origin stories, battles on the beach, stolen identities, cleverly hidden documents. I say we go with the last three. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. I like the list. Good choices. Don't, not <laughs> yes. even sure what we picked. All right. Well, that list is going up in our show talk channel over on Discord. So get in there and vote, uh, everybody, for those of you who can. And let us know what you want to hear on next week's list. What, we, what, what is? Do you want to talk about next week? Oh, I already did. Ridley Scott's 2010 Robin Hood. Oh, right. Yeah. But it's the week after. <laughs> That's what I was saying, because we're done yeah. after this one. I know. Oh, well. Then we move oh. on to a new thing. Oh, People can we, get started on it. Well, I, I mean, we would talk about that next week, but I guess we can oh, talk about it now. We'll be yeah. doing well, David I just want to say, because I just finished it last night, mm. for those who are oh, okay. uh, Patreon supporters uh, at the appropriate level, if you are interested, you can access your personal, very personal, individual RSS feed for this very podcast, and you will see our the first show of our new series. Because uh, we're going Cronenberg with the shivers. Mm. And uh, it's just shivers, not the shivers. But I call it the shivers, like my grandma would. And, Otherwise known uh, as Orgy of the Blood Parasites. <laughs> <laughs> and that show just went live uh, for a preview uh, release in Patreon. So there you go. This little just dangling it out there. Early release, yeah. ad-free. Hey, are you guys going to do a little re-rank? Oh, we didn't today? do a re-rank. Should we do it real quick? We're going to do a last minute re-rank? Let's do three. <sighs> gotta get I got to get to Hunger Games. All right, charts. Let me get in here. Because we didn't get to do it last I know, week. We didn't. So. My fault. Yeah. Oops. That's not it. First up, we have Prometheus or Star Trek Insurrection. Wait, Insurrection. Wow. That's the one with... Is that the face-stretching one? Yes. Yeah. I okay. love those guys. Okay. <laughs> Pete laughs at me every time I say that, That's, but I really do. I love and, those guys. And the card stopping time or slowing time, all of that stuff. Yeah, okay. Because of love and right. agelessness. <laughs> and Data walks out into the water and finds a spaceship. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, the more we talk about it, <laughs> really hits that sweet spot. <laughs> Come on, Prometheus. Man. Just turn 90 yeah, degrees. Just turn 90 Prometheus. degrees. <laughs> they, they, they both. They, well, yeah. Star Trek Insurrection, I feel like it knows what it is. Prometheus, I it's, feel like, yeah. goes off the rails. Um, what are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? It's staring you right in the face. I don't know. 
it's a big alien face. Right. And you're an alien, you're an alien biologist. And of course you're going to be like, I'm going to pick this up. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. That's (laughs) straight out of mom and dad save the world. I'm going to say Prometheus though. Okay. All right, Pete. I'm disappointed Not, no, in myself. No, it's Prometheus, and neither of us win here. There is no know, winner I'm in disappointed this in conversation. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised, At Pete. This I point, you were a Star I, Trek fan. I'm a, stop. You shut your mouth. I'm, I am a Star Trek fan. I just know when to draw the line. All the right. line must be drawn here, Steve, and um, no further. All right. I, uh, all right. Well, Prometheus... Prometheus did move up. Um, it of went up course. from 352 to 343. Okay. All right. All so right. a tiny, a tiny <laughs> okay. hop. But hey, right. okay. even there are no winners. Yeah. Next up, we have an easy one. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan or Trading Places. Absolutely Wrath of Khan for me. Yep. Wrath of Khan. Stayed, uh, stayed put at number 50. The Roaring Twenties or Carrie. I'm going to say Carrie. Okay. I haven't, okay. I haven't, I haven't seen Roaring Twenties, so yeah. I I think I'm pro Stephen King with the the trailer tonight, yeah. and I'm now like 22 hours into it, the audiobook of mm. it, and I'm no. I'm really enjoying it, and yeah, okay. I'm really hate, kind of loathing myself because I know we're going to get to the end, and I'm going to say that's dumb, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well, uh, Carrie held steady at 2:23. Next up, we have a very difficult and challenging film to watch: Post Mortem. Or a much breezier film, The Philadelphia Story. Absolutely Philadelphia Story for me. Yeah, Philadelphia Story. That held steady at 88. Next up, we have Seconds, a fantastic Frankenheimer movie, or The World's End, Edgar Wright. The World's End. I really love Seconds, but I am going to say The World's End. World's End held steady at 75. Lupin the Third, The Castle of Cagliostro, or Contagion. Hmm. Mm, Interesting, Soderbergh. I will say Contagion as well. Held steady at one nineteen. The Godfather this morning. The Godfather Part Three or Funny Girl? Now that's not the same as Funny Games. Funny (laughs) Games is a sequel. (laughs) And then Funny People was after that. It's a whole twenty-four hour Funny People. The the funny Uh, cinematic uh, universe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Godfather Part Three. Every time you try to get out, Andy, they pull you they back. Pull in. you back in. There's so much going for that movie. Yeah, I think uh, I think I am. Oh man, I think I got to go. Funny girl. Funny girl's pretty brilliant. I'm gonna say Godfather Part Three. I think Funny Girl for me. Yeah, slipped um, once she and Omar Sharif got married. Yeah, no, that's exactly when it yeah. happened. That's yeah. when the stars start falling off. Yeah, so I'm saying Godfather Part Three. But did right. you say Funny Steve, Girl? I, I, Steve, I said Funny Girl, but I, I will be absolutely okay going with whatever Steve says. Oh well, it's been a long time since I've seen either, but I, uh, I'm more of a Coppola fan, and it, it, mm-hmm. the, there are flaws, but I did. It's yeah. a great movie, still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right, Godfather Three. All right. Good. Look at that. We finally got a sway. Yeah. yeah. Godfather Part 3 went up 304 to 292. Another small uh, okay. jump. It's good. Okay. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Next up, Lady Killers tuning. or Metropolis. Ooh. Uh, Lady Killers for me. Yeah, I'll say Lady Killers as well. Lady Killers held steady at 271. The Town or Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home. Definitely The Town oh, for me. Yeah, The Town. <sighs> See, now that uh, hurts my feelings, but it is The Town. Yeah. The town held steady at 171. I think this is our last one. Beverly Hills Cop or Being There? Oh, dear. Absolutely Being There for me. Being There. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. All wow, right. what a weird matchup. Yeah. That held steady at 151. So I think we had right. a few a few just shifts, a, but a all, very shifts. Minor. Oh. all very minor. Yeah. But this was, I, you know, those were all movies that were already in a good place. Yeah, That's right. what that yeah. says. Yeah. They, were, yeah. they were where they need to be. All right. All right. Now okay. we're really done. Now we're really done. Done, done. I got to, I got to go to, I got to go to camp. You go to, you go to camp. I'm going to start thinking about uh, movies with cleverly hidden documents in them. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because you know that's where it's going to go. You know it is. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody, for uh, supporting the show over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the next real or the next real.com slash Patreon. You can go either way. (laughs) 
that's amazing. Yes. And uh, we sure appreciate uh, everyone who supports us. And it's, you know what, you, you get uh, early access to the show. You join us on the fantastic um, uh, Discord community that we've got, uh, just fantastic conversations about movies and uh, all kinds of, of movies. And uh, we just appreciate you doing this. You can get the Saturday matinee show actually on Saturday. If you join us over there, and we, we'd appreciate you doing that. If you're uh, if you're subscribing to the show in the main feed and through uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, it'll come out on Monday. And who wants Saturday matinee on Monday? You're working. You're already at work. You're not doing dishes where you should be listening to the show. Uh, so uh, thank you for those who have uh, made smart financial decisions and also decided they have a little leftover to throw it our way so that we can uh, continue to do what we do and grow the show and uh, make decisions like that ourselves we appreciate it thanks everybody have a great weekend <laughs> see ya hondo i love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows steve and jj on trailer rewind ray and ocean on silver linings even tommy's short-lived no no wait hear me out and so many films they've discussed started out as a book a play or even a tv series well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.